Hello, and welcome to the Self Project Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Martin, and I'm a life mindset and human design mentor who is all about helping you heal and rediscover your authentic self so you can go out and do some really epic stuff. So this podcast is going to be all about spirituality, self-empowerment, self-discovery, wellness, healing, parenting, sobriety, mental health, you name it, we're going to talk about it. This is all about helping you along in your own self-project journey. So go ahead and let's sit back and dive right in. I want to welcome to the show today, Benedict Beaumont. And Benedict is a breathwork facilitator, yoga teacher, and the founder of the Breathing Space School of Breathwork. He runs transformational workshops and life-changing retreats. And I am really, really excited to be able to off- be able to welcome him to the show today and be able to learn more about breathwork. And um, we're also going to get to experience a very short demonstration of just the transformative power that can be found within breathwork. So Benedict, if you did not mind, would you just share a little more about yourself with us and kind of share how you got started with breath with breathwork and what led you there? Sure, I can. And Christy, thank you so much for inviting me onto the onto the show. Breathwork is my passion as well as my profession and I am just so um, grateful to you for being able to invite me on and share what I do for a living with all your listeners so I just wanted to say that first and then one thing um, I would love to do with you um, before we kind of get on and the talking and the, the the breathing I wondered if we could just maybe take another couple of breaths together And we did this before the interview started, but I'd love to do it as we're rolling now. And if you're listening to this, please just join in with us. Because when you take a breath with someone, it changes. It changes your relationship with them. So should we just take a few breaths together now? Absolutely. Thank you. That helps me relax, (laughs) for sure. So a little bit about me. Uh, You can tell from my Hollywood villain accent that I'm English, but I'm not really a baddie. (laughs) Um, I now live in Canada, actually. Uh, My wife's Canadian and we moved over here a couple of years ago. So currently I'm in Alberta where it's minus 30 degrees outside. And it is actually a bit dangerous to breathe too heavily outside because it can really damage your your lungs. Um, but I grew up in, a, in a, a, a small city in England called Brighton, which is on the south coast, uh, about an hour's journey from London. And how did I get into breathwork? Well, I don't know if when you were at school, Christy, you had some probably irritating and annoying kids in your class who always knew what they wanted to do with their lives you know probably work with animals or be a doctor or you know a footballer or an astronaut or something like that I used to look at those people and part of me used to mock them and tease them 
how can you know what you want to do with your life? You don't know anything about life. You're a kid. And then another part of me was really jealous because I wanted to have that certainty of what I was supposed to be doing with my life. And I never had that. So I spent the first, you know, 30 years of my life doing all sorts of different things. Um, I was an IT technician uh, and a consultant, and I traveled around the world uh, in my 20s, actually. I worked all over um, as an IT contractor. Um, I was in bands. I made films. I did. All, I traveled an awful lot. Um, but I was always searching for something. Um, I was always interested in the wider questions and the meaning of existence. I studied anthropology at university, for instance, and I discovered yoga. Um, by the time I was in my mid-30s, though, I was... Uh, I was kind of reaching a burnout. I was um, working in London in the city uh, and also trying to be a rock star. <laughs> and all that came crashing down to me. And I, I had a long, hard look in the mirror. didn't like the person that I was. So I made some changes. I uh, decided to do something a bit more socially useful with my life to give something back. Uh, and I became a, a high school teacher. And I also became a Buddhist then as well. And I developed a strong meditation practice. And so for the next seven or eight years, um, I was living what I term a pretty saintly kind of life. <laughs> I was I was working in a, in a, in a school, uh, in a deprived area of the UK, really doing, uh, you know, I don't know if you know any teachers, but what they do is, you know, I'm not religious, but it's God's work, really. It's one of the hardest professions that you can do, you know, to go and turn up every single day, and really show up for your kids is a big thing. And it's a difficult profession these days. So I did that and I was a Buddhist as well, meditating a lot. But by the end of my 30s, um, I was starting to burn out again because you can only run that that wheel for so long. Um, and I was looking at all these kids, sort of 16, 17, going out into the world and being really excited. And I thought, you know what? I'm not ready to just stop here and see them go I want to be going out adventuring as well so um, when I was 38 39 I quit everything I um, you know left England I actually sold a lot of stuff and I moved to India and I bought a motorbike and I got lost uh, and I drove around India for, for several months went to the deserts went to the mountains I drove across Nepal I met my wife my now wife she wasn't then uh, on Everest base camp um, uh, we hiked up there and I met her on the path there. And we started traveling and adventuring together. Um, but still there was part of me that was still looking for something. Um, we trained to be yoga teachers and that was good, but it still wasn't that, it wasn't that moment. And then we were in Bali in 2014. And I met a guy just randomly um, and we were chatting and I asked him what he did. And they said, I'm a breathwork facilitator. And by that point, I'd been doing yoga for sort of 10, 15 years, and I'd been doing meditation. Um, so I kind of, I knew what breath work was, or at least I thought I knew what breath work was. So I said, oh, yeah, I, oh, I, you know, a, a, a nice bit of prani armor. I know what that is. And he looked at me and he said, uh, have you ever done conscious breath work before? And I said, probably. You know, I've done a lot of breath work. And he says, well, I'm running a workshop this Saturday. Would you like to come along as my guest? free and like all good drug pushers by the way the first hit is free and after that you are properly hooked so I went along to this breathwork session not expecting very much and there's about 30 of us in a room uh, we did a few kind of group exercises together and then we all laid down um, 
he put on some music. He taught us this breathwork style, this breathwork technique called conscious breathing. And then I think the dam burst and the doors were broken open and something in me changed because within five breaths, I went to a deeper, more profound place of healing and transformation that I had ever been to. And I could hear in the room around me, there were people having all sorts of different experiences. There were people who were screaming like they were being stabbed. There was someone on the other side of me having a full body orgasm. And then there was someone on the other side of the room laughing like they'd been told the biggest cosmic joke that had ever happened. And another five breaths went and I thought, I need to learn how to do this. Because when we came back after our breathwork and we, we sat in a circle and shared everyone who had had these amazing experiences, um, everyone had this extraordinary transformation uh, of feeling like they had released or had the experience of exactly what they needed to, to have. They all learned something. They all felt something. They all grew. And I knew then that I would train to, to do that. So the person who introduced me to breathwork was called Anthony and he founded a breathwork called Al a breathwork school called Alchemy of Breath. And a couple of years later, I trained with him and he is now, and he is still a mentor. He is still a teacher to me. He's still a friend to me. Um, and then when I qualified uh, about three years ago, I started my own breathwork school, Breathing Space. And I dedicated my, uh, my life really to taking this extraordinary practice out into the world. So that's quite a long answer to your question. I hope that was okay for me to, to talk at that length. I love that. That's incredible. I, I, it brings me joy myself to hear everybody's just incredible stories of what led you to your passion, what led you to want to help others in this way. So I think that's incredible. So thank you for sharing. So while you were, um, I, I love I just love your story. And while you were sharing, I wrote a couple of things down here. You were talking about transformative experiences. And when you were sharing what you were experiencing, how every, you know, you were in a group, you were in a room with all these people who were all doing, you know, the same thing. You're all doing breath work, but you're all having these completely different uh, individual experiences for, you know, your own healing. And um, what popped into my head was ayahuasca because I had, um, you know, a friend earlier this year who did ayahuasca and, you know, shared about her journey. And so I'm kind of curious, this is, it's, it's similar to maybe the same experience you would have um, doing plant medicine. Uh, yes, I sometimes call breathwork drug-free plant medicine or drug-free ayahuasca uh, because uh, people can have the similar kind of powerful, profound, life-changing experiences. There are differences, and I have to say there are advantages of breathwork. When you do plant medicine, you'll probably um, take the, uh, the plant medicine and then you'll probably be throwing up for several hours, and you are probably going to be stuck somewhere for, you know, seven or eight or even 12 hours. You know, once that's gone inside you, you're going on that journey. Breathwork is different. First of all, there's no real side effects. You know, you're not going to be throwing up. But also when you you're, when you do breathwork, you are in control. You're, you've got your foot on the accelerator and brake. You know, you can decide and dictate how deep you go. And when you stop breathing, when you stop consciously breathing, the effects will start to fade. So for many people, uh, it's a safer route into 
uh, into self-exploration and self-development. Um, I, and I, I think I know so many people who've had so many positive experiences from uh, from ayahuasca and from other drugs as well, even from you know illegal drugs such as ecstasy or LSD. I know many people who've had very positive experiences from that. Um, but I also know people who've had very negative experiences and who have been damaged, uh, you know, and ha have had longer-term consequences from taking um, ayahuasca or other mind-altering substances. So always these things are to be done with caution, you know, with a trained facilitator who knows what they're doing. Um, Breathwork can take you to similar places without some of the side effects and probably without some of the dangers as well. Yes, thank you. I um, have to agree with you. I was. I have been interested myself in trying, you know, plant medicine or ayahuasca, but then there's the piece of it too, because I do have a history of alcohol addiction and enjoy those things that could be mind altering. There's also that fear of um, trying it and liking it too much, you know? So I have that awareness of me, which is why I myself enjoy uh, breath work because I have a similar experience as to what you share, but I do have to share the very first probably five times that I tried breath work, I absolutely hated it. The very first time I had so much resistance, I was probably, I don't know, maybe 10, 15 minutes in and my ego was screaming at me. This is so stupid. You're not doing it right. You're not breathing right. You're not going fast enough. Nothing's happening. And it was just like, this is stupid. Just stop, just stop, just stop. And so um, I didn't have a great experience the first time. The second time was much the same. And it was the third or fourth time that that was happening the whole time. And about the last five minutes, I, I swear it was just like my brain shut off. It was like, you know, it had been going and it was just like silent. And um, that was when I really myself experienced uh, what breath work could be. So I don't know if maybe have you encountered people who've had similar experiences where they've hated it at first and then Oh, sure. I've, I felt like that, you know. Um, for a start, this is breath work. It's not breath relax or breath have a holiday. You know, sometimes you get out what you put in, you know. And my teacher, Anthony, says this really irritating thing. He says, maybe your experience happened for you and not to you. You know, maybe that was your time to experience frustration and anger and maybe you needed to experience that maybe you needed to go through that to get to the other side and that isn't unusual you know at all um because breath work gives people what they need really not always what they want everyone wants that kind of divine moment of connection to the universe you know that that orgasmic feeling of oneness or you know but that's not what we always need and the way I explain breath work is that it's not the facilitator doing this to you. You know, this isn't something that we're going to give you an experience. Basically, our bodies are really very, very wet wise. They're very, very clever. They know exactly what they need to do to heal and transform at any moment. Problem is we don't really listen to our bodies, especially in this modern society. We do everything that we can to shut off from our bodies, to stop feeling. To, you know, we'll numb ourselves, possibly with uh, alcohol, for instance, or other drugs or painkillers. You know, if we're feeling a bit of discomfort, we'll shut that down. But everything else, like strong emotions, 
we are as a as a society as a culture petrified of many of them anger right you're not allowed to be angry in this in, in this day and age um sad i mean i'm sure you've had that experience i'll oh, cheer up come on it can't be that bad don't be sad um you know grief people are so uncomfortable around grief now that's not what happens in a breathwork we invite everything in that it means to be human all these things that we we, we stop ourselves feeling that we shut down and, and we and we lock inside our bodies when we do a breath work well first of all we're giving ourselves the time and the space to feel these things but secondly we give our bodies the rocket fuel because when we breathe consciously it's like we're breathing in energy I mean, we are bringing in a whole load of air and oxygen into our system and our bodies do something with that energy. And because our bodies are wise, they know what to do with it. So it might be your time to feel frustration and to feel that, 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 that little voice of you know, self-judgment and criticism. It might be your time to feel ecstasy or to feel fear or anger or grief. But you know what? All of these emotions that happen, they're just energy. We're not going to get lost in them. We're not going to get stuck in them. We, If we allow ourselves to feel them fully, they will pass. And when we don't allow them to pass, when we hold on to them, when we push them down, they get stuck in our bodies, physically stuck in our bodies. And it can cause all sorts of, like, just, I mean, we know emotional health, you know, especially at the moment can be up and down but it has effects on our physical health as well so breathwork gives us what we need i love that answer um it reminds me too of i'm also reiki certified so it just reminds me of just these different modalities of this movement of energy and the movement of the stuck emotions like you were saying through our body to because the body keeps the score <laughs> yes the body does get one of my favorite books, in fact. I would love to know, you know, what, what actually is, you know, going on when we're doing the breath work, you know, because I, I, let me see if I can rephrase this question. You know, we're doing, so breath work is this three-part process. Uh, that's at least, um, you know, the way that I've learned it. You know, we're doing this three-part breathing process and it's work. Like you said, it's not our unconscious breathing that we're doing every day without thinking about it. Um, you know, the shallow breathing we're doing just to get by. Um, so, so what's happening when we start bringing this intentional breath into our body and, um, you know, what are we doing? Okay. Because breath work works on, you know, you can explain breath work in different ways, you know, using a different language. We can explain it using esoteric, energetic, airy, fairy, woo woo language. <laughs> um, but some people really resonate with the, the, the kind of more harder science, empirical science of things. So if you're interested in that and you would like to learn about the science of breathing and how to breathe well and how to breathe in a way that is brings great physical well-being or respiratory health, I can recommend a couple of books. James Nestor has just um, written an extraordinary book called uh, Breath, the New Science of a Lost Art or something like that. Uh, he is great. Uh, he's a, a real journalist, and his book came out a few months ago, which is great. Patrick McCown is another good one um, who really goes deep into the physiology of what happens. And he was trained by a, a Russian breath worker called Pateko, who pretty much cured asthma, you know, which is quite a big thing. Um, what he says is people breathe too much. 
And actually, you need to breathe less and you need to breathe lighter. Chronic overbreathing is very bad for your respiratory health, actually. And I, you know, if you read it, then you'll 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 understand why. Um, and there's a couple of tips and tricks from that. Um, only ever, and this is a great tip for everyone listening to this. Uh, in your normal, habitual, everyday life, only breathe through your nose. Do everything that you can to keep your mouth shut. Mouth, breathe, your mouth is for talking and eating, not for breathing. Which is common sense, really, because you know if you think about it, your nose has got all this equipment inside for, like, um, you know, to clean, moisten, sterilize heat the air that comes in and out with your mouth you don't get any of that um but interesting there's some deep physiological things that happen when you only um nose breathe um, and, and, and by the way people will take that to an extreme they will get tape and they will tape their mouths when they sleep and it's extraordinarily beneficial practice but if you really want to take that to um if you really want to increase your fitness and your health tape your mouth and start to do exercise and you will be able to do about a quarter of what you will normally do at first. It changes after a while as your body tolerates it and your body learns how to, um, to, to, uh, to respire more efficiently. But it's like altitude training, basically, at heart. At first, it is really difficult. I mean, how deep, you know, we've only got a certain amount of time, Chrissy. I could talk about the physiology all day long, but there's some really interesting things that happen when we start to change our breath pattern. We can change the uh, the pH level of our blood. We can make it more alkaline. We can make it more acid. We can change the oxygen saturation of our blood. Uh, we can uh, lower the amount of oxygen in our blood that um, goes around to our, um, our different cells. Um, we can change the, the vascular pressure in our body. Um, you know, we can increase and decrease that. One of the most famous breathworkers is a guy called Wim Hof, um, who is uh, like a, you know, a hero. He's like a superstar in the breathwork. And he has such control over his body through breath that he can sit under ice for like 30, 40 minutes. He climbed up Everest without oxygen in his underpants. You know, he does incredible things. So uh, it is a great way to tap into your, your body's... Um, I don't know, to, to help understand and to kind of change your body chemistry as well. When we do conscious breathing, we do some really interesting things. So you say that we're walking around almost breathing too much. Is that what you said, right? So like we're hyper oxygenated. No, we're not hyper oxygenated. We're actually uh, hypocapnia. We actually have too little carbon dioxide in our blood. Okay, and that is because when we mouth breathe, we blow off too much carbon dioxide. Okay, now believe it or not, counterintuitively, we all think carbon dioxide is a waste product that we're trying to get rid of. Actually, having carbon dioxide in our blood is a really beneficial thing because the more carbon dioxide we have attached to our red blood cells, uh, to our um, hemoglobin, um, the more oxygen our red blood cells can carry around. So counterintuitively, it's actually really healthy to have more carbon dioxide in our blood because then we can carry more oxygen around. And the mouth taping, uh, what we're actually doing there is we are acclimatizing our body to a 
lower pH and more acidic blood. Um, so we can actually carry more carbon dioxide in our blood because the need to breathe is actually um, uh, uh, the, the receptors in our in our brainstem actually react to the pH level in our blood. So if we can tolerate, if we can acclimatize our body to having a lower pH in our blood, that means there's more carbon dioxide, and that means there's more oxygen in our blood, and we will respire much more efficiently. That's like altitude training, really. Uh, and the, the oxygen advantage is the best book for that. Um, that will give you it's something called the Bohr effect. Um, that Niles Bohr discovered about 120 years ago. It's, it's really interesting, and I can get really nerdy about it, but the, the science behind it is will blow your head, and you can't just talk about it in five minutes. But that is just breathwork at a, at a physical level, at a you know biomechanical, physiological level. Breathwork operates on different levels as well. And for that, like the emotional level, um, you know, or even a, like the mental level or the spiritual level, we actually do mouth breathing. Um, because we're working with something else. We're working with trauma, for instance, um, uh, and we're working on the sympathetic nervous system rather than the parasympathetic nervous system. That's when we start to use our mouth. And mouth breathing is perfectly safe for particular reasons, you know, in particular exercises for a finite time. Okay. So if anyone's worried about that for particular reasons, it's fine to mouth breathe. Oh, good. I was going to ask that question too, because I know when we do breath work, we're breathing in through the mouth. So I, I love that you already tied that in and explained it. Now, um, I do have a question. So if we have somebody who's really interested in trying out this breath work, are there any contraindications, anybody that shouldn't do breath work? Oh, now there's a good question. And I was going to talk a little bit about that just before we got into our, um, our practice. And yes, there definitely are. Now, with most of the contraindications, um, breathwork is, especially conscious breathwork, is almost, is beneficial for just about every single condition. But there are some conditions that we, that you might have that mean you have to go very, very gently and very slowly. Because this is a very powerful, very profound, a very activating breathwork that we do. So if you're not used to it, um, then you have to maybe just breathe through your nose, you know, and put some pauses in to begin with. Uh, and you should probably only do it with a facilitator the first time you do it. This isn't something that you should do the first time that you do it. So uh, when we come to our little demonstration in a while of conscious breath work, these are the things that if you're, if you, if you have any of these conditions, I want you to go very gently and just breathe through your nose. And of course, by the way, only do this if you're in a supported position, if you're lying down or you're sitting. Don't do this if you're driving a car or you're operating heavy machinery or you're holding a baby or something like that. Only do this if you can be quiet and still and by yourself for, for you know, 15 minutes. So the contraindications are if you have a history of disassociation, for instance, from um, schizophrenia or bipolar. OK, this is really activating and you know, you should only do this with a facilitator or go very, very gently for a short period of time. If you have extremes of blood pressure, high or low blood pressure, or even glaucoma, again, go very gently at first. Uh, if you have a heart condition or a history of strokes, um, again, go very gently. Um, if you are in uh, early or delicate pregnancy, again, please go very gently. Uh, if you have any abdominal issues like a recent surgery, possibly go very gently on the breathing uh, in that area. But the thing is, um, 
what we do with Breathwork, Christy. This is not me doing it to you. This is you. So we make a space where breathers feel empowered to make choices of their own about how deep and how far that they go. Especially in an online situation or recorded situation in a podcast, I can't be there to hold you. So you have to take responsibility for your own journey. And, you know, that is a lesson, not just for breathwork, but for life, that we are the only ones who can really look after ourselves. So we give all this information out and we really mean it. You know, if you are on heavy medication or you're drunk or you're high or something, maybe don't do breathwork now. You know, wait until you're a bit more clear headed. Maybe wait until you've consulted with your medical practitioner that this is safe for you to do. But it is one of the most instantly transformative, healing, beneficial things that you can do to your body as well. So I don't want to put people off. And I breathe people with all sorts of these conditions, by the way. And, you know, one of my top, I've got two top facilitators who, according to the contraindications, should not have breathed. I've got one who is schizophrenic and one who has intracranial pressure issues in her head. And they've completed their training with me. And now they are extraordinary facilitators and are mentors on my training because they have found the beneficial effects for them physically and emotionally and mentally as well. So, you know, and I breathe people with heart conditions and they've all reported, you know, beneficial effects, but they went very gently at first. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. And I think that's incredible, that story that you shared about um, your facilitators. So... So yes, I would love, I feel like I could ask you 50 million more questions. There's so much more to talk about, about this, but I also know that um, we would really, really love to have a demonstration from you. So do you mind if we, um, we kind of lead into that? With pleasure. And I feel like I've talked about the contraindications first, so I don't feel like I need to go about that. Uh, we will do a three minute breathwork practice. We'll do a short meditation first, and then we'll go into a three-minute breath practice um, with that. And I feel that's safe to do on a kind of recorded podcast. I wouldn't normally do longer than that on a recorded podcast. I would say if, you know, you would like to go further and deeper, you know, find a breathwork facilitator. I'm sure we'll give out information at the end if you want to connect with me more. But for three minutes, it's absolutely safe to do as long as you're in a, a quiet, supportive position. Before we do that, let's just talk about the technique itself. Now, we're using something called conscious breathwork or conscious connected breathwork. It's been around for sort of 40, 50 years. It's got various names. Um, Stan Groff really developed it first. He called it holotropic breathwork, Leonard Orr, rebirthing breathwork, but there's so many variations and they all teach it in slightly different ways. Um, the, the, the most important part is the connected bit, but I teach it in four steps. So let's just go through those four steps first, okay? And if you're listening, just join along with us. So the first thing is our mouth position. Okay, so let's uh, give our jaw a wiggle. Now, I, um, I encourage an open mouth, a wide open mouth. That's it. Imagine you're biting an apple. That's it. Now, you won't be able to keep that mouth position, but I want you to be aware of that as we breathe and just try and keep your, your airways and your mouth as wide as possible. Okay, so keep your mouth wide. And then the second instruction is we start taking full body breaths into our belly, into our chest, into our shoulders, into the sides of our ribs, almost as if we're breathing into our arms and our legs as well. 
So keep breathing, Christy. Keep breathing at home. Keep breathing. Now, the third instruction is we keep our breath connected. No pauses at the top, no pauses at the bottom. Our breath becomes a circle, like waves coming in on the shore. That's it. Keep going. And the fourth instruction is we pull on the inhale and then let go on the exhale. Pull, relax. Now let's take five breaths together. Inhale. And one more. Now close your mouth. Close your eyes as well. Just breathe normally through your nose. Just come back into your body. Maybe give yourself a shake. Okay? And then blink your eyes open. Now, how did you feel after just sort of five, ten breaths of that, Christy? I feel like I can already feel kind of tingly, um, a little lightheaded. Tingly. Definitely. Just kind of more relaxed, more in my more grounded. That's what I want to say. I feel grounded, but I also feel I feel grounded but lightheaded. Yeah. Grounded but lightheaded. <laughs> and you'll feel all sorts of things. Even just a few few breaths, you'll start to feel the changes. So yeah, uh, a bit lightheaded, a bit tingly. You might feel hot and cold. Uh, you will almost certainly get dry throat. Don't worry about that. Um, you may have emotional experiences, you know, things like Sadness, grief, happiness, anger, all may come up and welcome, by the way. Uh, so all of those things you may have, uh, you may get some called tetany, which is where parts of your body lock up, often your hands, but again, it might be other parts of your body. Now, whatever these sensations, whether they're just physical or emotional that arise, you can stop them at any time by changing the breathing pattern. But when we come to breathe, we welcome them in. We see what is on the other side of maybe what is the messages that they have for us, because they always will tell us something, whatever it is that happened to us. There's a message in there for us. So it might work on a mental level. You might have ideas or inspiration or see solutions to problems. Even in a short moment, you may have some kind of spiritual experiences, a non-denominational practice. There's no um, religious or esoteric belief system around this, but whatever your vision of the divine or is that you may get to have that experience. So, are we ready? We are. <laughs> okay, so we're going to do a short meditation first, um, and I'm going to invite you to uh, drop in to um, something. Breathwork is extraordinarily good for kind of clearing whatever gunk is in, in your body, um, whatever is holding you back. So we'll drop into that, and we'll have a breathe of about three minutes to that okay well, we're going to do this to music so i am going to share my screen with you so uh, christy you'll just see uh, my music come up but uh, everyone else you'll start to hear music as well so let's just give yourself a shake okay. come into your body and then find a comfortable position where you can sit or, or lie down for a few minutes And then when you're ready, I want you to become aware of your breath. 
how you are breathing. I want you to feel your body change with each inhale and exhale. Feel your chest rise and fall. Feel your shoulders lift and relax. Feel the air against your skin. And then feel it enter and leave your body through your nose. Call them away in. And then on an inhale, I want you to take your attention inside. Take your awareness to that still quiet place within. Where your wisest, your truest, your kindest, your most loving, your highest self lives. I'm just going to rest in that space for a few breaths. And I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. Is there something that you are not allowing yourself to Is there an emotion inside you? You do not let yourself feel. If there was, what would it be? Would it be grief? Would it be anger? Would it be fear? Is there a situation that has happened recently or further back in your life that you did not allow yourself to feel? Maybe a loved one passing. Maybe a relationship ending. Maybe a conflict. Is there something that you are not allowing yourself to feel? Is there something that is holding you back? Is there a situation, maybe a relationship ending, someone moving on from your life, a conflict? you haven't allowed yourself to move on from. For three minutes, we are going to breathe into that and you're going to let yourself feel fully what it is that you need to feel.
Now let's begin our breathwork practice. Open your mouth wide, really wide. That's it. Start taking full body breaths. Keep your breath connected with no pauses at the top or the bottom. Really pull on the inhale and then let go on the exhale. That's it. Full body breaths. Keep your mouth wide. Keep your breath full. Keep it connected with no pauses at the top or the bottom. Take this chance to breathe. Take this chance to feel. What is it that you need to feel right now? What is it that you're not allowing yourself to feel? As you breathe, let yourself feel it. For two minutes, just breathe and let yourself feel. What is it that you need to feel? What is no longer serving you? What is it you need to let go of? Let yourself feel it fully. What would it feel like if you could let it go? If it was no longer in your life, if you could move on. As you breathe, let yourself feel that. Let yourself let it go. Close your mouth, breathe through your nose, just come back into yourself, just stay here for a moment or two. Now, bring your palms together, 
and just gently rub your hands together. Faster and faster until there is some heat building up. Really fast until your hands get really hot. And then place them over your eyes. Spread your fingers wide and then slowly open your eyes and bring your hands down your face. And just as your fingertips let them fall onto your body, just start gently tapping, bringing yourself back into your body. Tap all over. Tap your head and your chin and your cheeks. And then tap your hands together. And we can even give ourselves a little clap. And a thank you. It is a huge honour for me to facilitate Breathworks, to allow and to hold people when they do this enormous, enormous special work. It is an honour for me to do this because I, you are breathing for you. But by helping yourself breathe and lift and dissolve some of these things inside you, you will start to give permission to everyone else around you to do the same. When we breathe, we breathe for ourselves, but we breathe for everyone else today. So, Christy, thank you for just even that short breath work. And thank you for everyone who is listening to this, for just giving yourself those few minutes to breathe, to feel for me. That was a beautiful experience. Um, I'll say my intention that I was holding going into it was um, joy, that I don't allow myself to feel enough just, um, I want to say childlike joy, just that that pure, think of that pure child's laughter that you hear when they're laughing over just absolutely nothing. And it's just that pure belly deep, just joy. Um, so thank you. That was a beautiful experience for me. I couldn't help. Um, nobody will be able to see because it's podcast. But at the end, when we were tapping, I just, I couldn't help but smile. I have a big smile on my face right now. And um, so thank you for that experience. Christy, thank you. And I, you know, I could feel that joy as well. And I can also feel tears with it as well. You know, tears that we don't allow ourselves to feel enough joy in our lives. So let's just take a breath with allowing ourselves to feel joy. Your words really spoke to me because you, I'm not sure, I don't think you know this, but I've got a four month old daughter. She's almost five months now and she is just at that stage where she is finding joy in everything. And so I get to see that childlike joy every single day. And it is astonishing to see. And it makes me think I, I want more of that in my life too. So thank you for bringing that for everyone, Christy, today. Thank you for allowing everyone to feel that. Thank you. And let me share, I'm actually a mom to five boys. So my boys range from eight years old to 15. And I feel like that maybe this really resonated with me so much because sometimes when um, things do get a little chaotic and silly, I shut my joy down in order to gain control control is what pops up for me instead of um what's so wrong if we feel into that joy with them <laughs> why do we have to control why do we have to control that's, i mean that's this is incredible incredible look at in this few moments what an incredible breakthrough but i've 
that I've had that I'm going to be able to now carry out, not just for myself, but for now the rest of the day with my children. Um, so th- thank you. Thank you. So Benedict, for anybody that wants to find you, that wants to um, kind of dive deeper with you, where will they be able to find you at? Uh, my website is makesomebreathingspace.com. It's really simple. Now on that website, I've got all sorts of things. I run free weekly breath works um, or my facilitators do as well. Like I run one on Thursday afternoon um, every week. Uh, it's at 8.30 p.m. UK time, which depending on your time zone will be 1.30 or you know 3.30 or 2.30 or wherever. But we have breathworks in every different time zone. We have one on Tuesday evenings, uh, Eastern Standard Time. Um, if you would like to learn more about breathwork, then I offer courses in breathwork. I've got a free course, which will teach you a few of the basic introductory techniques called Take a Breath, and anyone can do that. Um, if you want to go deeper into breathwork and learn some of these more powerful and profound techniques, I have a foundation course, which is a four-week course um, with optional live seminars, or you can just do it completely online, um, which is quite an extraordinary course and is a special gift to your listeners christy normally this is a hundred dollars but i'm going to give everyone a code um podcast 50 which will give you 50 percent off the foundation course so it will only be 50 dollars. that's incredible that's incredibly generous of you and and just i knew after five breaths that i would train to be a facilitator it is possible that you have felt that call as well You know, if you are maybe a yoga teacher or a Reiki practitioner or a therapist or a counsellor or a coach and you suddenly think, hang on, I would like to learn how to add that to what I already do. Please reach out uh, because I run regular facilitator trainings as well. Uh, We've got we just started one this week, actually, but our next one uh, for the US is in uh, April. And I would love, love to take um, some some of your listeners on that journey as well to do what I do to hold space for people, to be able to breathe and to feel and to to let them experience what they need to experience. It is one of the most, uh, how can I put this? To hold space for people is one of the most magical things that we can do. It is one of the most astonishing experiences to hold space for people whilst they're having profound transformative experiences. I Every single time I run a breathwork, and I've run hundreds of breathworks now, I've breathed thousands of people Every single time, it is magical, and it never gets boring. I found what I wanted to do with my life. I found my purpose and my passion, and I have actually seen that fire ignite in other people as well, and I would love. I am. I hope you don't mind me saying this, but I'm really ambitious. You know, I am. I want to see. I want. I have a plan to get the world to breathe, to feel, because when people breathe and feel, they start to heal. And goodness knows there is enough stress and trauma and hurt and pain in the world that needs to go. And I am on a mission to try and do my bit to try and ease that and to try and help everyone out there. And the way that I do that, well, I can breathe so many people, but if I start to drain other people, other facilitators to go out there and spread this enormous life-changing power, like instantly accessible, everyone can breathe. It's free virtually. You don't have to pay hundreds or thousands of dollars to people to like to, 
to do something. It's not difficult. You don't have to learn an esoteric language or twist your body into weird yogic spaces. This is something everyone can do. It is our birthright to do this. It is our birthright to feel properly and to become the best version of ourselves. So I am so passionate about breathwork because I've seen it in myself, the changes that it make, and everyone else. And I would love some other people to come on that journey with, with me, not just for themselves, all the people that they breathe, but everyone in the world, we can make a difference. Incredible. I can feel your passion. Absolutely can feel your passion for this. And I love it. And I have to share too. I have a piece of paper that says that I'm breathwork certified, but I, I feel um, you've just, you've taught us so, so much today. What you've taught is nothing like what I've learned. So just your wisdom today, you're sharing your, this experience. This has been an incredible this has been, I have to say, probably one of the best episodes that's going to be the most transformative for people, I believe. This is incredible. So, Well, Christy, I'd like, to, I'd like to take responsibility for that, but it's not. Nothing to do with me. It's the breath, you know? Everything that I do just comes through me because I'm in tune with what the breath wants to happen with me. So thank you for saying this, and I put it down to the power of breath work. Really? Yes. So Benedict, I hate to, I hate to cut it short. Cause I, like I said, I feel like we could go on and on talking about all the, all the beautiful things about this, but I just want to say thank you so, so much for this experience today, for sharing your story, for sharing um, about what this can do for you, what this can bring into your life, how this can transform you, change you, um, heal you so thank you again christy it has been an honor and a pleasure to come here today thank you so much for uh, letting me share my passion with all your listeners thank you so much for joining me today for the self-project podcast i hope that you were able to find something useful or inspirational to take away with you today. So come and connect with me over on Instagram. It's at underscore Christy Martin. And let me know what you want to hear more of. Go ahead and subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. And I will see you next time.